podcast is brought to you by CEW Plus at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor as we work to serve our community during this unprecedented time of change. Resiliency is best demonstrated in times of challenges. Join CEW Plus Director Tiffany Mara as she talks to students, staff, faculty, and community members connected to the University of Michigan's Center for the Education of Women Plus in our podcast, Strength in the Midst of Change. Today's podcast features Diaji Hill, who graduated from the University of Michigan in 1999, obtaining her Bachelor of Science in Kinesiology, and in 2004 earned her Master's of Physician Assistant from Wayne State University. Diaji has been a certified physician assistant since 2004 and is currently practicing at I Am Health and Wellness of Belleville. She recently published the book, I Am Health and Wellness, a 30-day journal and daily devotional of taking control of your health and well-being. Diaji, it's my honor to speak with you today. Welcome to the Strength in the Midst of Change podcast. Can you please introduce yourself and what drives you to help others on their paths to health and wellness? Well, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. I am Diaji Hill. I am a certified physician assistant. I'm also a mom of four. I'm a new grandma. I have a two-month-old grandson. I love helping people. It's been part of, I guess, who I am. I initially wanted to go into physical therapy and that was initially to help people. And then, you know, through the course of life and living, I ended up going into physician assistant studies. With that, learned a lot about health, learned a lot about wellness, and then of course learned a lot about myself. The reason that I want to help people, because I've realized that through life happening to me and also to a lot of my patients, that If you take the right energy with the things that you've been handed or life has handed you and that you have to deal with, that you can actually turn it into something positive and you can use it for strength and growth, if not for yourself or someone else. Yeah. Now, the past year has been a whirlwind of uncertainty for all of us. What approaches or practices have helped you to manage your self-care and stress reduction? The biggest thing you know, this is new. So, you know, I lost a husband in 2013. He was a Detroit police officer. He was killed in the line of duty. He spent six months in the hospital before he passed. And it was during that time that I really learned to focus on different things to keep my sanity. So one thing was my spirituality changed big time. I got into, you know, daily devotionals, increasing my faith in God and my trust in God just to kind of guide me to be a better mom and to be a wife um, during that time. And then within the pandemic happening, it was like a catapult to something like that happening because it had been years since he passed. However, it was certain things that I learned to adopt. One thing was eating healthy, watching what I ate, exercising regularly, of course, keeping the daily devotionals. And one big thing that has helped me was helping other people, because as I helped other people, I was actually helping myself in the process. So just continuing to basically exercise regularly, being consistent. That was another thing, because sometimes you can do it and, you know, you do it a little bit and then you stop. I'm very consistent and I teach people to be very consistent with all of those aspects. So with spirituality, with eating right regularly and exercising on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, consistency, it seems so important. What happens when people aren't consistent? The biggest thing, and I'm a spiritual person, so the biggest thing that I find when you're inconsistent is you leave room and leeway for your lack of faith to kind of kick in. Because we all question, oh my God, maybe I shouldn't do this, maybe I should. And the lack of consistency opens up the window to just kind of falling down a whirlwind of negative 
things. Just the one time of, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. Mm, I'll just, I can go ahead and eat that today. Turns into, well, I'll just start this diet plan next week, which turns into a month, which turns, and it, it's like a whirlwind. But when you're consistent and you say, you know what, no, I'm going to do this, you never regret the workout. You never regret working out. And, you know, I've told myself that, you know, when I'm even questioning if I want to do it, you know what, I'm going to regret it if I don't later. I never regret the workout. I always regret when I don't. And I never regret eating healthy. I always regret when I just, if I cheat the diet or if I overindulge in something that I know I shouldn't. So it's not that you can't have anything that's a delicacy or, you know, a piece of a donut, a cookie. Absolutely. But do I sit down and eat the whole 12 pack? Absolutely not. Cause I'm going to feel horrible. So I always tell myself, you know, stay consistent. Why? Because I never regret the consistency. I always regret when I fall off the bandwagon. It just leaves room for a lot of negative thought, a lot of negative energy. So the key with that is make a schedule and stick with it. Stay consistent. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like consistency allows individuals to proactively manage their wellness. When, as you phrased it, people do fall off the wagon of consistency. How can they get back on and regain control? I think one of the biggest things is not to overthink it. A lot of people want to pick the perfect time, the perfect place. Oh my God, I have to wait until after my vacation or, you know, after this wedding or there's a birthday party this weekend and I'm going to do it after. The thing is, once you make the decision that, you know what, I've fallen off the bandwagon, I'm going to get back on the bandwagon today, which means that make healthy choices now. Don't give yourself permission to not be healthy or do unhealthy things. So, you know what, I'm going to gain control today. And even if there is a birthday party this weekend, I've gained control of my diet at the birthday party. You know, I can exercise on vacation. I can make healthy choices on vacation. So the key to that is make the decision now and know that you're not going to regret it. But if you hold it off and keep putting it off, you're going to keep putting it off. So the goal with that is once you make the decision, just move into action and take it one step at a time. You know, how do individuals maintain that consistency? Like, let's say they're in an environment that isn't necessarily following the same patterns of eating and exercise. How do you stay focused on yourself through it? One of the biggest things is I'm very focused on health. And health, to me, is mind, body, spirit, and space. And that's just my circle. That's everybody's individual circle for health. So if my mind is not right, of course, I recommend mental health, you know, Make sure you see a social worker. Make sure you see a counselor or somebody. And life has dealt me a rough hand. And I do see my my counselor regularly. So I definitely recommend that you take control of your health. So the mind, the body, you know, exercising and eating. Because I've adopted all those things. My spirituality, making sure I pray every day. I do those things on such a consistent basis that it's a part of me. So because it's a part of me... I don't care who's around me. This is what I do because this is a part of me. So I don't change me for anyone. I just, you know, I've learned to adapt in my environment for me. So uh, an example would be there's times where I'm on a, a strict diet plan and there is a birthday party and say people are having wine and they're, you know, drinking and everyone's having a good time. And I know for sure this is not a weekend where I'm going to be drinking. I always take my own water bottle, right? So my water bottle is usually, you can't see through it. You don't know what's in it. And when someone offers me, oh, hey, here we've got this drink that we're serving. I usually say, hey, I have my own. And it's full of water. It's just water, lemon and lime. I might have some ginger in my water bottle, but no one knows what's in it. And because I say I have my own, I don't tell anybody what's in it. No one ever bothers me again. But if you walk in with a water bottle, most people are going to keep in tight. Oh, that's all you're drinking. You're just drinking water. I mean, I've learned to adapt 
the room and I've learned to adapt to, I know that people are going to try to entice you. So there's times where there's a birthday party and I'm not really eating cake this weekend because I'm on a plan. I've been working on trying to get some pounds off or whatever I'm working on. I'll eat before I go. And most people will say, you know, oh, you, you know, we're having this and that. And I'll usually say, you know what? I ate before I came. I'm okay. You know, and I stick to that. Mm-hmm. And the key is once you have made the decision to be healthy in your own mind, just stick to the thing that you set and do it intentionally. If you know you want a piece of cake at this party, intentionally have a piece of cake. Be intentional. Don't do things like, oh, I guess I will. Say, no, I'm having cake because I knew Aunt Susie was making cake and I wanted a piece of cake. And if you're not having it, stick to it. I'm not having that this weekend. I'm actually going to eat very clean because I'm on a mission. I got a dress to get into next week. I don't know. But that's pretty much how I do it. Just I've adopted me and I'm okay with me. And when other people don't understand, it's just, I'm okay with it. I keep it moving. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it's pretty empowering to prioritize yourself and to encourage other people to prioritize themselves and let the external environmental factors kind of fall to the wayside. Absolutely. And it feels like, you know, going back to this past year, like we really are only in control of ourselves. So it seems like a great way to kind of recenter oneself around our own needs. And then we can bring our best selves to others. Right. I've had an opportunity to talk to you before, and I know that you are an amazing, extraordinary inspiration. When you look back at all that you've accomplished and you try and, you know, pinpoint the experiences that you're most proud of, like, what would those be? I guess the biggest thing that I'm most proud of here lately is just kind of seeing people that have kind of crossed my path, either within the pandemic or even here at my practice, the family practice. And they're doing better, you know, and it's and to hear the words that, oh, my gosh, I wasn't doing half as good before you started taking care of me or before I gave your program a chance with the weight loss. And that means so much more to me. So the biggest accomplishment, I would say, is helping people find the best them that they can be has been my biggest accomplishment, even with my children, with family, with patients, with friends. My goal is just to try to bring out the best in someone else because it helps me bring the best out in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. It's been 22 years since you graduated from U of M. What's one thing you wish you could tell yourself as if you were talking to yourself back when you were in school? Mm, One of the biggest things would probably be, like, don't be scared to try something new and explore. Step outside the comfort zone. Because a lot of times, I think I want to say that I played it safe, whatever that might have been. And, you know, kind of restricted being involved in different things, different clubs and different aspects of just the kind of the college life. I was a young mom in school, but it was some things that I probably could have dove into. And my biggest thing would just be to, you know, don't be scared to step outside of the comfort zone. You know, you don't have to play it, quote unquote, safe because you can't know your full potential if you're playing it safe. Don't be scared of failure. You know, things may fail, but at least you can say you tried and just, you know, give yourself grace. If things don't work out, pick it up and try it again. It's okay. Yeah, one of our big initiatives right now is really to help support student parents who often feel isolated on campus. You know, do you have any particular words of advice for them? Absolutely. The biggest thing that I think helped me as a single parent at Michigan was getting involved and getting connected with other single parents. We had a huge network of friends, and we would babysit for each other. We were inspiration for each other. Just still, again, don't be afraid to step outside the box. You are a parent in school, 
but you're also still a student and you still need to experience life at Michigan. You still need to experience life as a college student. So don't neglect the parenting, but don't be afraid to, you know, hey, I need a babysitter for a couple of hours. Take it. You deserve it. You're working hard. You know, things will definitely work out, but definitely network with people. Don't be scared to tell your story. Don't be ashamed. I know at some point I was a little ashamed, like, oh my God, I got this baby and I'm in school, but don't be ashamed. You know, it's part of your story. It's who you are at this point. And, you know, great things can come from it. It's not the end of the world. You can do anything you put your mind to. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much, Diaji. I really am grateful for your time and for your words of wisdom. You know, I feel very blessed to have gotten to speak to you today. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure and an honor to do the interview with you. Thank you for asking me. Thank you for listening to CEW's podcast, Strength in the Midst of Change. To learn more about this episode or the services and virtual programming offered by CEW+, please visit cew.umich.edu. Here at CEW+, we navigate circumstantial barriers by providing academic, financial, and professional support to help you reach your personal potential. Established to support women through higher education, we lift up women and all underserved communities at the University of Michigan and beyond. Through career and education counseling, funding, workshops, events, and a diverse welcoming community, we exist to empower. We are CEW Plus and we are here to help you reach your potential. The University of Michigan resides on the traditional territories of the three fires peoples, the Ojibwa, Adawa, and Potawatomi. 